It's your college football roundtable here on the Zone Sports Network, live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders out here at Timpanogos Harley-Davidson. Uh, come on by and see us. Uh, of course, grab some sliders, grab some fries. In fact, they've got a Zone special going right now. You come order a milkshake, they're going to throw in an order of fries for free. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott being joined now. Of course, you can hear him every morning alongside Patrick Kinahan from 6 to 10. The one and only David James. Hello, David. I'm bitter. Why? I'm not going to kid you. This should be a great day, but I'm just going to say, I'm going to say it up front. I'm going to say it before Scotty leaves the building. Management screwed this up. Management wrecked this whole day. This should have been breakfast while there was still bottomless French toast, and you know it. <laughs> Aren't there bottomless Dis- sliders? Disgraceful. Yeah. Hansel's in here as well. Okay, give us, give us real Seriously, quick. Seriously, Scotty was almost out the building. I had to get that out. Give us the story. What uh, Talon ate all the French toast. What's that story? There was a glorious, sumptuous platter of food. Okay. There was food all across the table as far as the eye could see. Hans Olsen probably would have blacked out when he saw it. You know, like, just picture, like, ninth grade Hans wanting to ask somebody to the Valentine's dance. But, you know, at 14, he didn't quite have the spine for it, and he walked up to her, and then he just blacked out. Yeah. That's what would have happened. The food was that good. It was that beautiful. And we were on the air, and it was just beyond my reach. And? And there was a big... um, uh, you know, like the basket that the fries come in? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was, they had the, the paper liner in it, mm-hmm. and they had a mountain of French toast. Ooh. And one coworker whose name I was not going to bring up. <laughs> we'll call him Clay. Just, no, just, just say We'll it. simply refer to him as the guilty party. Took his fork, which I think had already been in his mouth, and stabbed it. I mean, like something out of the fugitive <laughs> right into the basket right into the basket every last piece of french toast boom onto his plate so what did bagley do then and then he went at it with a knife and this sawing motion which um uh was kind of gruesome i'm not gonna kid you it was kind of violent and um do you, do you remember at the end of uh what was a murder mystery set in the Dakotas in Minnesota? Fargo. Fargo, thank you. And remember at Fargo with the wood chipper? Oh, yeah. That's what came next. <laughs> oh. He took the wood chipper to the French toast. What? And it was gone. Before you even got you out of there. You ever seen the wood chipper scene Oh, yeah, sure. But, oh, yeah. But, but I'm trying to picture him as the... Like, I'm trying to picture him as a wood chipper. <laughs> oh, just right in the, right oh, in the gone, gullet. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Good for gone. him. It was gone. It sounds like he was I having a good time. Whoever walked in next... Had no idea there was French toast on the table. <laughs> they had no idea. No I love that story. Toast. I love that story. Hey, let's face it. Most of what I'm saying here is just straight out of Can jealousy. you give me initials? Do I, I, do I know this person? Yeah, it's our guy Clint. Oh, oh okay. Talent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to say his name, but it rhymes with talent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to talent. I love that story. Talent dropped the hammer. You would have given him an A+. Plus. You would have, Hans. And he that said, was, he said. That was a guy going to work right there. He said, I did not kill that stack of French <laughs> toast. And you said, I don't care. <laughs> oh, DJ ran him through the ringer, definitely. I was oh, listening that morning, and it was, oh, it, he put him he through He annihilated it. that story. But Marley's is great. Point is, the food oh, is just amazing. Is, is great. This is good food here, yeah. man. Yeah, when I go to BYU and do like uh, like when they have like an 11 a.m. thing like in the summer, I mean the last two years have been, you know, a little different. different. But in the before times, and it actually happened. We had a remote here, and I think it was the summer of 2019, and I'm leaving. I don't know, it was a Tom Homo availability. That's what it was. And Tom had, and it's done, and I'm leaving, and it's like 11.45, and I'm hungry. I mean, I 
You know how where many, to go. How many places do you pass between BYU and the freeway? And how many places are right off the freeway in Utah County? But Daddy came home. <laughs> you always come back. Oh, yeah. It's like giving up cat a bowl of, of, of milk. <laughs> this, is, this is the bowl of milk place. I am the stray cat yeah. back door. Okay, so, so here's my, here's my question to you, too. How many of those sliders do you think, if you lined them up, guys? Uh, Twelve. You could get down to yeah, I could get twelve. Hands good. Hands, but you're not a fast eater, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, because the small throat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I've got yeah, I've got strictures in my throat, so I have to eat slow. You always come up with this. No, you always do. No, I'll vouch for hands. I've heard it said. (laughs) You've seen it hanging me, right? Like I've I've been in the emergency room a couple times. Oh really? Oh well, I shouldn't mock. Okay. See, uh, DJ didn't have that problem. I know. I've watched. Open the gullet, put the lip under the plate, and just start yelling. I know this from a man. I honestly think. Taken from a man who's eaten breakfast oh, yeah, with uh, yeah, yeah, DJ yeah, many times. Yeah. The banana Nutella shake I, here. I do think that's like, the jam. Yeah, it's good. Two or three is plenty. You start getting off into the four, five, and six, you're just showing off. Hans would do like, better than. Two or three is a meal. Hans would do better than Christian Cox did with the hot dogs. Oh, that was embarrassing. Yeah. I was embarrassed for him. And Scotty and I were just talking about that. So Scotty's had a couple of different challenges. He tried to do the full gallon of lemonade in eight minutes and got very close. Uh, he was probably, oh man, 12 ounces away from the full gallon in eight minutes of, of country time lemonade. You did that on the show, didn't you? Uh, I think he did, tried to do 30 cheese sticks. Oh. In uh, in 20 minutes, uh, I tried to do a full half gallon ice cream in yeah. 30 minutes. None of us have actually accomplished uh, it. So I got I got close on a dozen hot dogs during a jazz game, and I had nine down. But it was a road game, and I was thorough and pace, and we were doing the pre half and post, and and uh, <laughs> the jazz were getting blown out. And we were bored, and so you had a hot dog. <laughs> it, was, it was a concert was in there, oh, okay. and so we're we're and we didn't. Uh, it was a West Coast game, and we forgot, oh, we're going to go much later, and we didn't get the last three dogs, and all of a sudden, boom, the doors came down and it was over. Do you, do you guys oh, ever consider do you ever consider the consequences of what that might do? You know do? what? At 2 a.m., I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, and I will never do it again. It was immature and juvenile, if anyone wants to call, and, and don't. I'm, all, I'm just going to plead guilty. I won't even debate. I learned my lesson the hard could way. You, could you have finished off the, the dozen? Yes, Good. I could have. And Pace and Thurl don't believe me, and we're just stuck. But I'm not going to do it again. Because at 2 a.m. I did learn my lesson. What happens is there's a lot of sodium in those dogs, and you start drinking a lot of water because you're super thirsty. And pretty soon you are a bloated mess. Man. You're, straight, <laughs> you're straight out of a Monty Python movie, you know. Just the mint, and I would have exploded. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> Remember that scene? Oh, man. Oh, geez. Uh, hey, we have uh, – real quick, here, here we'll get started in some football. The, the Big 12 has released a statement. Tell me if this means anything. Right. Uh, they just had some meetings with their ADs, and we can, we can start with conference and what's going on in college football. Uh, quote, following two days of consultation with the athletic directors of the continuing members of the Big 12 Conference, Commissioner Bob Bowlesby stated, the eight ADs remain committed to furthering the Big 12 as one of the nation's premier athletic conferences and look forward to working with our presidents and chan- chancellors to strengthen the league. Future exploration by the group will continue to center on options the best position long-term strength of the conference p.s nobody else wanted them so we're going to stay together yes is that what that means <laughs> yeah the yes. pac-12 said we're not expanding so the big yeah. 12 is like well now what well, yeah. i guess we'll stick together <laughs> yeah. but That's it is good news to. it is good news for byu you think yeah, that's what I was going to say. You think they yeah. really want them? Yeah, I do. So it might come through this time. I, I hope be so. why you want the Big 12. There we go. Uh, I have more questions about that than well, I do the first it, one. Well, you know, Scotty always brings this up. Does ESPN want BYU to want the Big 12? 
Because if ESPN wants BYU to want the Big 12, then I think there's going to be a right. marriage. Right, but I think everybody has to understand, too, that it, I, I think the Big 12 should be getting $15 million per school in their new deal. And if that's right, that is double it. You take Texas and Oklahoma yeah, they're out. they're 28 now. If they yeah. lose half their value, they're at 14. And the 28 number was about to go up. Uh, I thought they were getting 37 in the Big 12. I thought they year. were going to. I don't ah, know that they are. Okay. Uh, so 28 is the last number you knew? We'll have to look right it up. That range. I don't have my computer here. Google but, it there but 15 go. sounds right. doable, but, but you've got I've to find the right. I 20 to 25 and I, for the remaining eight to stay together, and I thought that's high. And I thought 15 to 20 I could Okay, see. so now the question becomes, how much value does BYU have? A lot. How, a how, lot how now, much? Hands? A lot now I think and more I'm, later. Well, you know, guys, I'll never forget. Uh, so I redshirted in 96, and we ended up going to the Cotton Bowl. And I get it. It's the Cotton Bowl. It's a big bowl game. That was a uh, – I covered that game. That was a big deal. That was deal. a big deal because K-State was a top-10 team. So we're, at, we're playing Kansas State, and, and I was dressed, and we come out of the locker room, and uh, we're, we're coming out just for stretch lines. And mm-hmm. we come out, and the stadium's probably three-quarters full. And we're looking around. We're, you know, we're an hour, 20 minutes, hour, 15 minutes from kickoff, and it's three-quarters full. And we're looking around like, geez, man, this is all BYU. And then we come out at kickoff, and there's not an empty seat. Mm. And I'm looking around like, we're in Dallas, Texas. Who are all these people? <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not Cotton Bowl bowl game fans. They, they were BYU fans, and that was a big eye-opener for me. I, I got to imagine there's still that following. You know, I remember playing in Syracuse. You know, we were hated in Syracuse, but even in that stupid little orange mini dome, we had probably mini dome. It's seven thousand. It's a little. It felt like I was playing inside a cupcake. Your dome. It's all that, baby. Quit at halftime. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but but still, there was probably seven thousand. The fans in the, there? The Athletic dug up the TV numbers for like the last five years for the Big 12, took out games involving Oklahoma and Texas, and then averaged, if you're on Fox, ABC, or ESPN, what's the number? And BYU's average game was only a little bit below that number. It was like 100 or 200,000 viewers. Yeah. It was like 1.5 maybe, 1.5 million for everybody else, or 1.4 for BYU. But then they looked at the games on ESPN2, ESPNU, FS1, and the number, I think, for the conference was like 450 grand yeah. non-Oklahoma, Texas games. And BYU's number is actually a little bigger by about 100,000. And the fact that they can go into a window that the league isn't in right now, yeah. so, I think absolutely they're bringing value. And this is, I mean, this might be the last, they bring value. last or next to last cable TV deal, satellite TV deal. And when it goes digital, BYU becomes more valuable mm-hmm. because finally you can monetize 5,000 fans in Orlando, 5,000 fans in Syracuse, 5,000 fans in San Antonio, 5,000 fans in Houston. How much more valuable do you guys think BYU is than some of the leftover f- programs and schools in the Big 12? In the Big They're 12 probably already. not as valuable as Oklahoma State. They're way more valuable than Kansas. I mean, you know, I think – Here's I think a, we can figure it, that out. It, it, I mean, but, but, you said Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Who Iowa else? State Iowa now, but not Iowa State 10 years and ago. And their, their value, is it really that high just because they're better at football? I don't think so. But this is what you guys got to look at is, are you talking about their value as just football, or are you talking about their value as football, basketball, and all Olympics? Because well, but football is like 85% of the TV contract. It, yeah. Right, but what, what, I'm, what, what I'm understanding, what I'm trying to get to is, what I'm understanding is the Big 12 is going to be a football-only situation for BYU. Oh, Oh, really? Well, that's, I mean, talking that to would be insiders. And, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be very unfortunate. 
Mark Pope would be like, oh, fortunate for Mark How about a little something for the effort? Yeah. And there are other teams that are like, well, you know, I mean, cross country is cranking out national champions. What do they care? They can win an NCAA title from anywhere. Yeah, they the don't. Women won the team. The men won the individual. The, and they, but, but for basketball, for and, men, especially and, men's basketball. And you know what? Women's volleyball and volleyball in the West Coast and on I, that beach. I, I, I kind of get it, though. I mean, from, from Provo to Orlando to West Virginia, that would be a far-flung league. Yeah, it would So I, I do get the, the football, the football only. only. Well, yeah. I, I get it too, but as far as – so, you know, you look – So are there going to be two football only or are they going to be 11-team league? Because I think they're going to add four. I think they would add four. Well, well, if they can bring the four that give them the value. So what are we looking at? BYU, UCF? Cincinnati and Houston. Cincinnati and Houston. I like Cincinnati. There, there's some other teams to consider, but I just think at the end of the day, the line is pretty clear, and South Florida, Boise State, and Memphis don't quite get across it. But if West Virginia leaves for the ACC, I think they'd turn to one of those three. You know, I, I think the other four all have bonuses that those three don't bring, but I don't think those three are that far off. All right, we're talking Cougars. Let's flip over onto the field, and then we'll uh, we'll get to the Utes coming up at the 5.30 segment. And uh, Scotty, your co-host, uh, Hans, I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard him, but uh, thought the Cougars are going to come away with nine wins this year. Yeah. Your that thoughts. was one of those thick milkshakes talking, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, he seemed pretty confident about it. He, he backed up uh, his point I with see his logic. I think Hans, it's a solid ahead. number. I think it's a pretty You don't think it's a little number. bit of a stretch? I, I think it is a stretch. Uh, okay. My gut tells me seven. Like my gut's like really? my gut's like hey that's, that's dude just set it at seven and and set expectations at seven and so if they hit seven you feel okay if you hit eight it's a really good season oh, just if you hit nine four, it's a brilliant okay. season I'm with hands on this one I think you're right on the money yeah so I I my gut tells me set it at seven if eight it's a good season nine it's a really good season. And 10 is right out. Like, the 10 is not going to happen. I what agree. Nine, think, nine or 10 would be great. But it, right now, how many games is BYU an underdog in? And I get crazy things happen on Saturdays. Uh, I think three. They're, right. That's why Scotty said nine. Yep. That's, I think three. What, that's why he said nine. There's seven power fives on the schedule. And Boise State isn't a power five, but they're good enough to be. The results on the field, you know sure. they're better than a lot of power fives. Sure. But Boise State's going through a coaching change. Virginia's going to have to travel halfway across the country in the middle of the conference season. Yeah. Baylor is coming off a two-win season. Maybe they'll be good by midseason, but you can't tell me right now you think Baylor's going to BYU. BYU's going to get Baylor. Okay, so that was one of the preseason predictions that would beat BYU in the, in the yeah. thing I saw. But they, uh, Now, Baylor's got talent, and they've been all over the map. He can't ever talk about it. We looked it up this morning. Well, in the, the quarterbacks last six years, at the U of U now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's a big deal. Yeah, right? that's a huge and they've got new coaches in. We know yeah. that because they hired Grimes away. Uh, but in the last they're, – they're in Texas, so they have talent. Yeah. Now, does all the talent fit together? Are they missing any key personnel group? I don't follow it close enough to know. We'll know by the time they get well, here. But well, they've had a 10-11 and 11 win season in the last six years. They've also had a 1-2 and two win season in the last six years. And they've had a couple of 7-6. Seven, okay, they've okay. literally been great, mediocre, and awful twice each in the last six years. Here's the losses, if, if you're looking at it logically. SC, Arizona State. Possibly. And Utah. Possibly. Those are the three oh, they're not are, favored yeah, in. So you're, three, yeah. you're going by the and book. Then, and then there's. And I mean uh, the Vegas sports. shocks you, doesn't it, Jake? Well, where were. <laughs> very, very surprising. You saw that smirk <laughs> creep across my face, didn't you? Where yeah. will Virginia be when they come into Lavelle Edwards And that, that is a good question, Mark. But that's why I don't think Scotty's. I, 
I wouldn't take Scotty's nine down to Vegas to the before the Arizona uh, uh, no. game and bet the over. No, the, the over and under put the would mortgage be on it. That, he's, I'm saying that'd he's be put at seven and a half, little, but he's not crazy. At seven and a half, I would take the over. Yeah, so that's that's I the over. I think eight under. is more likely than seven. And eight would be looked at as very good. I want to know how good is the ACC? How good is Virginia going to be? I don't know. It's up in the air. I I think they'll be good. Virginia is what to you'd be clear. Ex- you're a Virginia Tech fan. You uh, hate UVA, but you follow. Them. Uh, and UVA will beat Tech this year. Uh, Fuente's been terrible and, and bronco we should have all seen this coming knowing bronco how he's done at virginia he's Real consistency he's consistent his teams are going to be disciplined they're going to be well coached they're going to have a solid game plan and they're likely not going to be spectacular but they're going to be good because broncos, they don't match up at the top of the league right because it's uva and, 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 it's Bronco. and it's why it was probably a good fit for him because coaching yeah. at UVA is similar to coaching at BYU. You have these different standards that you have to meet, and you're dealing with a different type of athlete, but, recruiting yeah. a different type. But UVA thinks winning seasons are cool, and eight, eight and four is yeah. really good. Yeah, and so, so he's going to have a job there forever. But the point it, being it is, be that, th- is that I mean, he's going to be good enough to beat BYU. I don't know if I'd predict that, but UVA is going to be good enough that they could win, I, and they're not going to lose it themselves. I'll give you good enough, but when college teams travel – Two times on some yeah. records. Terrible. Sure. Yeah, the yeah. preseason media poll had them eighth or ninth. And and thus the magic predicting oh, wow. uh, Wizards. Okay, but yeah. the middle of the ACC oh. is a jumbled It's mess. all the same. So yeah. I don't know that eight to five is a big deal. It's not. Mm-hmm. One it's- and two are really good. And maybe someone will emerge as three, but by the time you get to five. And the bottom four or five are just awful. Well, and then the rest really. of them, and the rest of them are the same. Yeah, yeah, what, do you think that, what do you think that game will be like well, when it, the Cavs come into pro? Here, here's the thing. There's, this is an angle that everybody's got to look at. Bronco Mendenhall is hot and bothered that he even has to come back to yeah. BYU. Yes, he hates it. Remember, yes, these two games were scheduled. It was yeah. part of his buyout. When he went to Virginia, Virginia BYU was able to work a, a, uh, a schedule with Virginia, and Bronco's looking at them like, well, yeah, but make sure you buy that out. Like, we're not actually, <laughs> actually going to <laughs> go there, right? Like, wink, wink, yeah, we'll give him that, but take care of this. And then they're like, no, you're going to BYU. And he's like, <laughs> So now in his mind, he's going to be like, well, we got to go. So we might as well prepare and go win. And you know how Bronco gets when he does that. Like yeah. anything is possible well, I think the when thing, that guy's irritated. The, the crazy <laughs> thing about predicting how many wins BYU is going to have is this was a tribute you did in the last hour. I think you believe it. But if you don't, too bad. Wear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, 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 line, the line is good if they have their first five, but yeah. the depth is paper thin. Yeah. So if by the time they get to Virginia yes. and Baylor, yes. they're starting offensive linemen seven and eight. Can't lose one of them, guys. Even one, huh? Not one. There's two freshmen there's like, there's two no, rotators. There's no guys six? No. Barrington, the, the brother of Clark Barrington, and Connor Pay, the freshman, I think he played here in the state somewhere. I think his dad's an alumni. That's your, that's your rotators. That's, that's, your, that's your That's guy. your depth. That's your next go-tos. Yeah. Is there anybody yeah. in, in that group who could uh, who is inexperienced who could grow into a, a really decent, uh, solid? I, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. My mind doesn't take me to that individual. No. Um, the other thing that I think you have to factor in as a wild card is that Utah does BYU a huge favor if Utah beats USC because USC has a lot of talent. If USC is playing for something at the end of the year, if they're in the conference title game, then BYU is going down to the Coliseum to face a talented team playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. But the number of USC teams over the last 30 years that have checked out in November <laughs> because they weren't going to win the conference is phenomenal. Yeah. There is a loss to TCU and Ladanian Tomlinson in the um, in the Sun Bowl in El Paso that still entertains everyone who is in the Pac-10 who hates USC. Yep. 
and there are a bunch of seven and sixes out there, and you look, and they went one and four down the stretch. They lost they to have uh, Utah in a Cooper Bowl, right? They have uh, – yes. no, they lost yeah, with to USC in a, Palmer. Yes. No, yeah. in a Vegas Bowl. Vegas Bowl. Vegas Bowl. Oh, what did yeah, I say? Cooper Bowl, Vegas yeah, Bowl. You're no, right. not in Tucson. It was in Vegas. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of these where they go in with super high expectations, and if they're on track, then they're great. But if they're not – November can be a mess at the Coliseum. Really quick, I want to throw out some trivia to you guys. So did you know that there is a player in the state that is actually older? It's a, a further back recruit than Britton Covey, and he's starting at BYU. Do you know who this man might be? Well, Covey was two, 2015. So you got to go back to 2014. Yes. And it's funny, Gordon and I both look up like the answer's written on the ceiling. <laughs> yes. Wow. Hey, did you Who climb up there like 40 uh, feet? Not, not only is he starting, but he's starting on that position group that I'd, we just talked about needing to be healthy. I need a fajita and to really is, strengthen my brain. He is elderly. I'll tell you this, he committed to Utah State. And oh, the, oh, oh, at yeah, the yeah. tight end. Yeah, uh, to, to, to Joe Tukuafu. Tukuafu, that's right. Joe Tukuafu, class of 2014, starting – Right now, starting now, Connor Pay is kind of w- trying to work into that starting role, but he's a starter right Speaking now. Speaking of that, Hans, how do you react to coaches who, before they play BYU, say, "Oh, we got boys going up against men"? What I do hate you, it. Do you, do you think that there's validity no, to it? I don't. No, personally, I don't. There might be, but I think it puts weakness in the players' minds. Yeah, well, how does that help the opposing guy get the mentality of, I'm going to dominate the guy. I'm going to win my you, battle. You have as I'm going to push my guy across the line of scrimmage. You have as many sour as you have get better. Yeah, like, you I, have as many that, that turn, and I've got bigger right. things in life. I, I've told Jake this a thousand. I, I have interviewed probably 100 BYU football players through the years and asked them that question. But did, you, your, did your mission help? or hurt and the great majority of them say it hurt it hurt but the opposing the opposing coach isn't keeping track of the guys who went sour as han says they're not keeping track of the guys who no longer play they're not keeping track of the guys who comes back from his mission has an injury is trying to rehab has another injury and never gets back on track yeah. all they see is the guy who came back from his mission did get bigger did get stronger yep. and is 24 years old I remember, talking, I remember talking to one BYU football player, and I'm asking him that question. And he points down at a thing on his leg, ringworm left over from living in a jungle hut. <laughs> yeah. He said, it, my mission didn't help me at all. Yeah. It hurt me. But it's always out there for everybody to use. And Stanford, Utah, and Utah State have all used it. I mean, we can all cite seasons uh, of players, so use it. I will tell you, there is one player that's back off a mission for BYU, and I think because there's a – Freshman All-American named Isaac Rex playing tight end. Dallin Holker just got back off his mission. I think he's going to be as good, if not a better receiving threat than Isaac Rex. Wow. Isaac wow. Rex is going to be a great blocker. So I, double tight ends, I would no predict, slot receivers, double right, tights. Right now I would predict that Holker has more reception yardage than Isaac Rex. <laughs> the problem with what you just said, DJ, is that they've got a whole bevy of wide receivers. Right? Competition. Steel sharpened steel. Let's go. Give me some cliches. Who's the guy, Hans? They got good. Is it Gunnar Neil Romney? Powell. Is it Neil Powell? Is it uh, Puka? It's Neil Powell. In uh, fact, it, it, is Puka playing? Yeah, he, it, they're going to be really careful with him. But so but he's not playing week one, right? Uh, I don't know that yet. I think that's still open. I think it's still open. But there, there has been. So when I talk to scouts, there is one receiver that, and I, I when I say scouts, I talk to two. I've got 
two buddies that are still in the, in the scouting game. I'll just be honest. I'm not going to. My scouting sources tell me. <laughs> they both think Neil Pau is the highest level uh, NFL recruit or wow. NFL player coming off that team. Wow. All right, we'll get into the Utes coming up right around the corner. We are live at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, and our friend Maddie is jumping on with us uh, once again. Thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah, no problem. All right, Hans, you're, you're the food expert here. What, what direction do you want to go? Man, what I want to go everywhere. What do you got with some sautéed onion on it? Um, that would be our fajita. What? That one's a really good one. Why did that sound dirty? <laughs> 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 it wasn't meant to be. You really got into that, no. Hans. <laughs> Look, man, when you throw sautéed onion, you just kick up the flavors. I'm and... sorry. So well, what, what is the sautéed onion one? Um, so we actually have a couple of them that have sautéed onions. The Handsome Rob's going to have it, the Rickster, and the pastrami, and the fajita. I had the pastrami earlier. It was pretty amazing. Uh, DJ's the all fajita The fajita has the tri-tip. Yep, super good. There it is. So that's a tri-tip with a little bit of sautéed And I've tried onion. the others, too, Peppers. and it's not that they're bad. I, it's just You're I, partial. It's I, all right. I, I, I am partial. I default to the tri-tip. Can I give just a little bit of love to an item on their menu that hasn't gotten the proper amount of love? <laughs> have you guys had their onion rings? I know. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm I had one guy. today. I had one. Yeah. Holy cow, man. These things are deep, you know, deep-fried, thick-battered, just thick cuts of onion Perfect onion ring. You had one today? Oh, yeah. They're delicious. Oh, I love You like the onion rings? Yeah, they're super good if you want to mix it up a little bit. So. Man, when Hans talks about food, well, I, love food, I, I, I just had a bunch of food, and now I want a whole lot more. Are you hungry again? Oh, yeah. yeah. Summer Fitness Challenge 2000, Gordon, stay strong. <laughs> I'm an onion ring sucker. You're at the right spot, man. If you're, if you're hungry, I, I know somebody I know. can help you out. I yeah. know. I, know. See, I like the battered ring and not the breaded ring. You know, talking about just a thick battered ring. Uh-huh. So Much better than a breaded ring. So underrated, not about the food about Marley's, but for impatient, busy people like myself, easy on, easy off the freeway. The service here is well above average. You're in, you're out. I don't want to come here and wait 20 minutes for my food, and I don't come here yeah, it's quick. and it's wait 20 really minutes quick. for my food. And the thing about that and is, I don't is have that to the quality is high, which is oh, really yeah, yeah. sort of a weird combination. Yeah. Now, you don't have the six stoplights to get back to the freeway. You don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, not McDonald's either. See what happens when you get, uh, you know, four guys who are big fans of your product and what happens. They do, you know, all the all the heavy lifting on the live for you. Yes. I mean, really. Is there anything that we didn't cover? So when you eat here, what do you get? When you eat here, what do you get? All of the above. I actually make a lot of like different stuff. Just oh, really? I like to mix it up. Freelance in the next menu item. Yeah. Just experimenting. I yeah. Like it. Sometimes if you want to ask me, I'll I'll, I'll mix it up. What for are you going to call your your new slider that you invent? Um, the Maddie, Maddie Burger. Yeah. 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 yeah right. <laughs> You're mad for Maddie Burger. <laughs> well, hey, thank you very much for having us out, and thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah. No problem. You have a nice day. All right. We'll talk more Ute football coming up next. It's uh, your college football roundtable on the Zone Sports Network. For the best college football coverage in Utah, this is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Jer Cougar at 30 update here on the Zone Sports Network. Here's, here's defensive back Malik Moore talking about Coach Sataki's five-year extension. Man, I'm excited for him. I'd be jumping up and down if that was me. Five years, got a job. So cool. I'm happy for him, man. Like, he loves it. He loves his team. I don't know. I can't speak for him, but I don't think there's anywhere he'd rather be than, you know, at BYU coaching us. So I know for him, it's big time. And whatever success and achievement achievements he has, I'm going to be there rooting for him because he's going to do the same thing for me. So I'm happy for him. I'm really, I really am. 
The college football roundtable rolls on. Coming up next, this update brought to you by Football Friday, which is presented by Stonehaven. At Stonehaven Dental, they say yes, yes, yes to free exam and x-ray for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com or schedule an appointment today. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Utes get set for an in-state showdown against Weber State. Your home for the best coverage of Ute football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. College football roundtable here on the Zone Sports Network, live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 555 South Geneva Road, down here in Linden. Uh, also hanging out with the folks at Timpanogos, Harley Davidson, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Hans Olsen, and David James talking college football game day coming up tomorrow. And in fact, let's talk about the Utes. And uh, David James, let's start with you and keep this broad. But we did some expectations surrounding the Cougars. What are your expectations surrounding the Utes? Are you in that? Four uh, no, four no going into the USC game. Everything, well, that's bold. Everything on the table. Don't mess up. Well, there's only two games they should mess up because that overwhelmed San Diego State and Weber State. You would think so. Don't mess up the BYU and Wazoo game. Give me my big showdown, <laughs> my undefeated nationally ranked showdown. Well, well the way well, Hans if, talks if, about Washington State, that shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Does that come I across bad? To what, Gordon, bit, yeah. Yeah, to what Gordon was saying uh, previously when he wanted uh, five more passes per game, wouldn't be the end of the world. But I think more importantly – with a quarterback, they trust more to push the ball down a field a little bit, to throw behind the linebackers in front of the safeties more often. So if your guy makes a play and breaks one tackle, he's gone. Yeah. Because I think if the youths have been missing anything, everybody loves the ball over the top. It's exciting. You know, the ball's in the air longer, so there's more suspense about what's going to happen. But in college, watching a lot of games at Channel 2 every week, the number of 15-yard routes that turn into 70-yard touchdowns is huge. And the Utes don't seem to get those. I remember Stevenson Sylvester breaking one against the Pitt Panthers at home. The Utes are in the Mountain West then. How many times has that happened since then? Huh? Stevenson he was a defensive player. You're right. I was testing you. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, a like as a pick six? No. It was, um, <laughs> who was the punt returner? Oh, Smithson. Uh, Shaky, shaky, yeah, yeah. shaky Smithson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my wrong SS guy. I had the right initials. You the did. wrong SS guy doesn't sound good, does it? No, it does not. All right, so let's just move on. None of this happened. <laughs> so, but I think give them a chance to, to let the receivers make plays. It's not that much more high risk. You don't really have to change the nature of who you are because the part where you're off is like, I mean, Kyle is who he is. And maybe with a quarterback who's more experienced, we trust more, who's going to have a great touchdown-interception ratio, maybe he'll move a little bit. But that was Tyler Hundley's senior year. He did have a great touchdown-interception ratio. Okay, so you bring up a great point here, DJ, and I have to admit that you're, you're right. Maybe it's not five more passes a game, but it's more explosive plays. More explosive plays in yeah. the game. But I think the other thing that's missed in this is 
well, they don't the explosive passing game. Well, they can't win the big one. They haven't won the conference. Okay, when the best team Kyle ever had had a letdown, the defense didn't play well. We always default to blaming a passing game, which is fair because 80% of the time it is the passing well, they game. Well, couldn't, they couldn't keep up when the defense faltered. Right. And the defense did falter at USC in an 11-1 regular season. That was the one loss. And the defense did falter in the conference title game. Now, it would be okay with the Ute fans if at some point they won a 42-38 game because <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't do much of that. Did no. Troy Williams lead the league in, uh, in uh, long-distance passes his one year when he played? If he did, man. In long be, balls? It was something like shocker that. shocker to me. You really? have to go back and look at it, yeah, because they, the they year actually, before he lost the job. Yeah, the year before he lost the job, because that was their whole game plan passing. I, was I refer to him as his junior and senior year, the year before he lost the job. So, <laughs> That's necessarily So here's my, here's my question to you guys. Why hasn't Utah been able to beat the Trojans in L.A.? I read somewhere that it's been since, t- what? Never. 1916 Well, they haven't beat something? them at the Coliseum. There right. was a game when they played at some park, yeah. Heritage Park or something. I don't know what it was called. Yeah. I mean, I've, co- I've covered a number of those games, and it's just. There's it, no it, real satisfaction left from beating a team before World War One. Who was that linebacker who picked off, uh, had like three interceptions? Oh, in yeah. The, the middle linebacker. Cameron that was Smith? A, yeah, as yeah, a freshman. After the shaky Smith's debacle, I'm <laughs> yeah, a little careful. gun shy there. I'm yeah, glad that you rebounded. They've lost. <laughs> That's awesome. They've lost on the last play down there a couple of years, right? I mean, I don't know if it's they any had a, sort of. The first year they went there, they had a field goal to tie. So yep. I don't know that they would have won. Was they blocked, got no and they they got blocked run back, and they lost by nine. There was no time on the clock. And they lost on the two-point conversion. And they had another close game down there. The Cameron Smith game, I think they got blown out in that one. But, I mean, how many, they've only played down there five times since they've been in the league together, right? I mean, Their first so, Pac-12 game was played down there. Yeah. Which is the, the field goal game DJ yeah. was talking about right there with the, yep. the Norm Chow fluky somehow they won games that year. games there, though. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. To Gordon, I guess I'm answering Gordon's question is, I, I don't know if it's – I think it's been circumstance a lot of cases. I don't know if it's necessarily this – daunting place to play uh so usc has five games before they get there right utah's got four and usc five yeah i think usc stanford would be the big one that could be a problem well i just don't know how good stanford's going to be and it's game two and i don't know how good stanford's going to be either but let's just assume i I mean it really should that should be two top 20 uh here here's uh san jose state at usc stanford at usc uh usc at washington state uh, USC hosts the Beavs, and then they travel to Colorado. Does Utah have a yeah, bye the week before that game? Yes. Yeah, that should help them. Yeah, so that that's going to be two Pac-12 top 25s. But one thing I look at that is whoever wins that game better just go on and win the Pac-12, stay undefeated. Otherwise, you're not going to win, sniff the college football playoff again. Yeah. You know what? I don't think Oregon's going to be undefeated. Everybody's kind of picking Oregon in the north. I'm not all that sold on it. A bunch it. of national guys have picked Oregon to win at Ohio State. Which is crazy to me. I, don't, I, know, I mean, right? oh, I think Oregon's going to be a good, but that good? I don't know. I'd, I would love to see it because I want the Pac-12 to do make some type of No, I think the best teams are in the south this year, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying that Oregon needs to be good so when you get there, I mean, because I don't think anybody comes out of the south undefeated. So I don't, it hasn't and happened yet. If you're part, if you're a player Never on a does. team and your team has the uh, kind of uproar around it that Arizona State has, is that overblown or do you think that that's an issue? What are you talking about? Going to the NCAA the, investigation. Yeah, the the three coaches have been three coaches who've had to step away. Oh no, it's a problem. It's a problem. It causes anxiety with players, and you know those coaches have been off the field. When you have position coaches that are off the field. 
for any period of time during installation, it's a real problem. Because those coaches orchestrate everything from film study to X's and O's on the chalkboard to taking film study and X's and O's to the field and have you go through the plays. And when they're not there to really – you can't get that from a grad assist. You can't get that from a, a head coach. A head coach can't come taking a, a position coach unless they're, you know, a quarterback specialist or something. Like, most head coaches can't come take an offensive line or orchestrate a five-man game. They just can't. And that would bother you big time as Oh, a it would be mm-hmm. – to me, it would be a major distraction. Well, they have what they have twenty one and twenty two starters coming back. Yeah, they, I think they had a, a grip. But, but what they have three assistant coaches that weren't on the field. Yeah. Well, one of them was sleeping with uh, Dan, that Daniel's Wait, we, kid's mom. Are we really going to go with what? those salacious rumors? I don't Jeez, know if wait, that was what? really. Is that a rumor? No. That's a big time rumor. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Mom? Wait, 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 wait. Tell me what can't, happened. Cancel that out. No, dump that. <laughs> way Let's too late. Some, <laughs> All right, I apologize. That was a rumor. But, but well, hold on. Good what, no, no, no. News here. No. DJ, you need to come back. No. You're yeah, part of this. You, no, you're part of this. Yeah, you caused this. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I, wait a minute. I'm getting, I'm getting ripped for this. Yeah. And DJ's over there talking about the SS. You know what? It's a good time to go to break. Not necessarily and why are you taking shots at DJ? You made the mistake on this. Coming up next, more, less of this, I more apologize. football. Straight that, ahead. That was maybe fiction. Uh, I, live I, from I Marley's, Gourmet Sliders. That have been true. I'm you're sorry. on the Zone Sports Network. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State. This guy who's coached a lot of quarterbacks and ran a lot of offenses. What are the two or three things you need to see from a guy to give him the nod and say, okay, you're going to be the guy? It's not about stats at this point. It's about a guy that shows the ability to prepare the right way all week long, be consistent on a daily basis, and then protect the ball and, and stay within the system on game day. We just felt like that with the injury we had to Bonner and how much time he missed spring and summer that we've seen a glimpse of what both can do but the best way to really be thorough is just give ourselves time i'm not gonna play two quarterbacks all season but i'm perfectly fine doing that saturday if that's what i need to do to help give both the best opportunity to kind of prove what they can do in a live setting hanson scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. All right, it's your Utes at 50 update. Here's Coach Witt talking about Weber State star running back Josh Davis. He's just a tough kid. He's, he's a hard runner. He's, uh, he's instinctive. He makes positive yards. I mean, he's a guy that's always making something out of nothing and getting those extra yards after contact. And he's just a tough, hard-nosed guy, and he'll be a challenge. This update brought to you by our friends at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 555 South Geneva Road. Get out here and see us grab some food. More Roundtable next. is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. Wednesday. Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. Woo! 
and you'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, College Football Roundtable. You heard the sounder right there. It's a win ticket Wednesday, 855-340-ZONE. 12th caller right now. You're going to go see Three Doors Down. They yes. bring their Better Life 20th Anniversary Tour to USANA Amphitheater September 7th with special guest Seether. Seether. Tickets available now at LiveNation.com. Hans, you and I were in college kind of at the same time. Does yeah. that remind you of college? Oh, that's what it yeah, reminds man. me of. Oh, 100%. See, they're in three doors down. You can't beat that, man. You, you going to go? Yeah, I'm going to get a hacky sack. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get... I don't know if three doors down is really hacky sack. <laughs> You're music. probably right. It's not like widespread panic or it's not, something it's like not that. not fish. No. <laughs> I know it reminds me of high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gordon, what, what music reminds you of high school? Glenn Miller? Yeah. Glenn Miller. Jethro Toll. Uh, Elliot Fitzgerald. <laughs> Captain Tennille. Ella Fitzgerald. What's her name? Ella. Ella Fitzgerald. Elliot Fitzgerald. Uh, uh, the Elliot. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was her less talented brother. Hey, 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 let me throw this at you guys. If we did 12 hours a day of radio, and, and but all, all three of the shows, we just sat around for the full 12 hours, would that be an easy 12 hours or would that be more difficult? Oh, I think it'd be fun. Well, are you talking about me where I have to take us in and out of break? Because yes. that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just fun sitting around with everybody and, and shooting the breeze. It is. It is fun. Except for, <laughs> except for when random rumors get brought up. Yeah. Jeez. Hey, button it up over there. My gosh. Hey, and can- as he falls into the quicksand, he tries to drag his long team long time tag team partner with him <laughs> dj don't leave <laughs> tell me more that's funny okay let me let me ask you guys this a two-part question for everybody and this is kind of national college football but the pac-12 as well uh gordon I'll start with you are we going to see the same cast characters in the playoff again yes. and will the playoff or will the pac-12 may have a team probably not same cast no Pac-12. Hans? <laughs> Think about this. Notre Dame has been to the college football playoffs as much as 12 teams from the Pac-12 combined <laughs> has been. It's ridiculous. College football playoffs will not have a Pac-12 member. It will have Alabama. It will have Clemson. And it will probably have Notre Dame. And here's what bothers me about that. College football is so fractured because it's regionalized to a large extent. And so you don't know how the teams in the Pac-12 would do against these teams back there. Uh, maybe they'd lose. I don't know. We don't know. What do you think, David? Are we going to see the same teams? Of course we are. I can't guarantee <laughs> you the same four. But no, no, no. Four but the out same, of six or six. Yeah, same cast characters. you see a Pac-12 team? I just team? think Oklahoma, you know, how is They got to stop putting Oklahoma is in, Is anybody in that league that good? No. Good enough to push them. Oklahoma's Maybe not that Iowa good. State. But why does Oklahoma keep making it even though they keep getting smoked in oh, the first game? Oklahoma's why does it, been there four out of the seven years. And they keep getting rolled. Why Why does Oklahoma keep getting the benefit of the doubt? Don't know. Is it just because they managed well, only to, to only, have one loss, only have one loss? Only Big 12 member to make it. You know, it's it's too bad, but it, I think it, it goes down more and more. You've got to schedule as many wins as you can get. None of this tough non-conference stuff. It's all about the number of losses you've got. It is. If, you, if it's zero losses, you're in. Two losses, you're out. One is the only time strength of schedule might matter. And oftentimes it doesn't even then. I mean, Oklahoma keeps getting in. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's out of whack a little bit. Uh, and, you know, Notre Dame, the only team that's embarrassed themselves more than Oklahoma in the college football playoffs is probably Notre Dame. 
Well, Notre Dame's always going to get the benefit of the doubt. I mean, we can complain but about that. But they've never gone in and day. represented. So does that hurt or help college football that you can pencil the teams in before it the hurts. season? Oh, hurts. Do you think it does because the most popular teams are those teams? But, those, but, that's okay, what so everybody this, wants to watch. Is this just a selfish perspective of mine? Because watching the NBA this year and not knowing yeah. was much better than watching NBA years past and knowing. It's I good to have so a too. big dog and somebody to hate. So I think, it, for instance, Alabama is good. But to have the same four big dogs, that, that's not good. Okay, but hold on. Did you guys enjoy the NBA, the unknown yes. of the yes. NBA? This, but is that just us because we're in jazz territory? Or? No, no, it's because know. we're hardcore. Not just because we're in jazz territory, but because right. we're, we're hardcore NBA fans. We're not... We're not the, oh, the Lakers are playing? Oh, if they're not, then I'm not paying attention. It's not. So uh, let me give you a perfect for instance. If Cincinnati finds a way to sneak out wins against Indiana and who's the other one they play? They play Indiana and Notre Dame back-to-back. If, and, and they're already pre-ranked in the t- top ten. If they sneak out wins against ranked Indiana and ranked Notre Dame and, and – They'll end like up th- fifth. That, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're no, still not getting in. That, yes. No, they won't. No, no they, they won't. No, they won't get in. I, I would, I would oh, guarantee you. Oh, please tell me. You're, you, you've no. got to be kidding me. No. If, if Notre they can Dame go undefeated. They can go undefeated and they're not It depends on what other people do. If, yeah, if because Notre Dame goes on and, and, and has a strong season and Indiana goes on and has a strong season. I, I was thinking more along the lines of if there's one loss league champs or two loss league champs. You know, is Cincinnati going to get in in front of one loss Clemson? No. Are they going to get in in front of one loss Ohio State? No. Are they going to get in in front of one loss Alabama? No. You're down to one spot, Cincinnati versus the whole rest of the country. Okay, but that makes me sick because they're preseason. Now, if they were out of the top 25 and worked their way in, but they're already, what are they, eighth? But listen, they don't want to include them, so they're not going to. But they're eighth. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They don't want to give them the money. They don't want to give the conference the money, so they're going to figure out a way. It's not impossible. We didn't think the Utes would get into the BCS Bowl until they did. Now they didn't get into the title game, but we didn't even think Either they were going to get into a bowl. And when they right, but when they went undefeated in 04, it was mind blowing. Now it turned out that that became the new normal, but we didn't know that in 03. I hope Cincinnati goes undefeated, and I hope all three of you are wrong, because I, I would love to see. I'm with you. I would love to see it too. I'm, I'm happy or, to be it, wrong. It, look, Sign me up to be wrong. It's, or, it's Orwellian. It's uh, some huh? some Ooh. some schools or some teams are more equal than others. I am sated. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you ever read Animal Farm? Pigs. You ever read all animal pigs farm? are equal, and then later on oh. they go up and write on the wall, all pigs are equal, but some pigs are more equal than others. <laughs> That's what Gordon's referencing. <laughs> I've watched kinda, kinda like, It's kind of like Big defining Yellow sated. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. you know, that's I, mean, I would have gone more with the, the tie goes to the runner when you're a kid playing pickup baseball, workups, whatever. The tie goes to the runner. The tie goes to the big dogs in college football. Right. You don't want to get literary here on the show? Not really. Probably yeah. not. No, not, right. not particularly. Not you're, sure just that's trying, our you're, you're just trying to recover from the last time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're overconfident. Long way to go. Uh, Hanson, DJ, <laughs> so thank true. you guys very much. David James, 6 to 10 every morning alongside Patrick Kinahan. Of course, Hans Olsen from 10 to 2 with Scotty Jean. Of course, Hans is going to be anchoring a lot of our college football coverage uh, pre- and post-game shows throughout the season so certainly listen for Hans we're live at Marley's Gourmet Sliders 555 South Geneva Road down here in Linden uh, get yourself uh, fed drop by and see us we'll have more next right here on the Zone Sports Network it's game week for the Cougars 
when I break it down, down, down. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. The Cougars hit the road for their season opener in Las Vegas to square off against Arizona. Catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 7.30, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to say thanks to the good folks at uh, Marley's Gourmet Sliders, also Timpanogos Harley-Davidson. And then, Gordon, we've got to thank the whole crew uh, on for the College Football Roundtable today. DJ, PK, Hans, Scotty, uh, these, these shows are always a highlight of the year and just kind of that, that last sign that college football is here and upon us. Oh, yeah, I love it. I, I couldn't be happier right now that it, we're wrapping up a show. I mean, I'm, my appetite is completely... What's the word? Sated? Is that the word? Sure. In other words, I'm, I'm, just, just you're full. How about we uh, lead it okay. at that? All right. I got Sated. Isn't that, that what it is? S-A-T-E-D? This isn't Scrabble. Yeah. I don't Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm completely satisfied with the show, with the food, with the experience. PK was in a good mood? Yeah. PK was in a good mood. Man, he was making some terrific points, too. Yeah, I thought I he, mean, he it, was it's, way off base. Ah, finally, like, finally. Three-fourths of what he said was wrong. He even uh, got just, personal, man. Everything. He had the exact refutes for all the stuff that, that you tried to bring in me. Yeah, if I they, hear that no, Nick Saban this, talked to some coaches, this is but just again, BS. I mean. Scotty and I agreed, and at, at the end, PK said, oh, I didn't understand what you guys were saying. Now that I understand what you were saying, I agree with you. See, even a Apologize. Yeah, your your bold take that they need to throw the ball twice more per game. Well, five more yeah, times. Uh, oh, excuse me. Well, that's a big uh, difference. No, it's not. Yeah, it's three more. <laughs> Go home. No, yeah. I, was, I was completely satisfied until you just. Good. That's that's what I, I need to do. Then I satiated. Not sated? sated. Sated. What's S A T E? Is that anything at all? Saute. That's the. Yeah. <laughs> You need to go home and say, Lisa, are you sated with our relationship? <laughs> <laughs> My wife's uh, out of town. So, are you uh, sated, baby? She's, she's probably completely sated. <laughs> All right. Well, Gordon, hey, tomorrow's game day, buddy. I will uh, I will talk <laughs> to you then. That's a dirty word. I'm really going to yeah, regret well, that. Good luck. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.